All right. Looks like we're recording. So, folks, just thank you so much for, for coming. Um, this right here is a very special episode. Here I have the uh, the Top Gun instructor cadre over here at Top Gun Memphis. All of these guys are are instructors, except for one, except for Bobby. But um, <laughs> but we're all Top Gun instructors here. And uh, an interesting topic came up in my life. Uh, it came up about a little bit more than a month ago, a little bit more than that. Um, I welcomed my son into the world about a month ago, and it has me wondering about certain topics about firearms, and I figured this would be a good opportunity to get some answers. So before we get started, let's go ahead and meet everybody. Um, if you wouldn't mind uh, saying a little bit about yourself and what you do here at Top Gun, and let's go ahead and start with Martin, if you wouldn't mind. Great. Thank you, Mikos. Uh, my name is Martin Hofert, and I am one of the Top Gun instructors. Uh, was asked by Will when we first opened Top Gun to be one of the instructors. Uh, it's uh, quite an honor. I, I really appreciate it. I uh, worked with Tom Givens down on Mended Hall at the Range Master Store for, oh, about five years. Worked behind the counter selling guns and classes and so on and so forth. And Presently, I'm the match director at the TACCON. This will be my 14th event this year. And that's outstanding. So by TACCON, we're talking about the Range Master Tactical Conference. I think this is what, like the 20, 22nd, 23rd year? Um, it's past 25, I think. Yeah, I think we've already oh, passed 25. It's yeah. in the low 20s. Yeah. Right on. And let's go to J.D., uh, JD, let's say let's hear a little bit about you. Yeah, my name is JD. Um, haven't been around too long, but I have the great pleasure of uh, joining these guys and learning from these guys. Uh, right now, I mainly do some of the most exhilarating enhanced carry permit classes offered at Top Gun, <laughs> other than Will Dugan, because you know <laughs> it's Will. Um, but yeah, I'm just here to learn and grow and and come up into the the decades maybe centuries of knowledge that these guys have so um a couple of weeks ago it might be, even be a couple of months ago at this point um i sat in on jd's uh tennessee the state of tennessee uh permit class and you know he um one thing that i do with you know just every once in a while i'll sit in on an introductory class if you want to be a better shooter, you go to an advanced class. But if you want to be a better teacher, you go to an introductory class. And there was a lot that I learned from JD, just his demeanor, the way he was with people. It was very chill. So I just, the dude's a good teacher. You need to go go train with him. And so let's hear from Lee. Lee, how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing great. And uh, thanks for having me as part of this. Um, yeah, I've been, uh, been part of this group for... Oh, shoot, what, going on two years, I guess, maybe. Um, you know, I did military ranges and, and uh, for the scouts and stuff like that. So I, I had done that. And when I got the opportunity to actually come and, and teach with these guys, um, you know, I'd had a couple of classes with some of them, and it was just amazing. And so getting the opportunity to come and to, to just be part of this has been awesome. I mean, I learned something every time uh, I'm around them. And... Uh, so glad all you guys are here and uh, you're in for a treat. Just recently retired from the Navy, right? How many years? 
22 and a half. Man, God bless you. God bless you. All right, Bobby, you're up. Uh, <clears throat> I'm Bobby. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one here who's a not a full-blown instructor at Top Gun, and I'm also not a father yet. My son's coming. Yeah, that, he'll be here in May. But um, I've been an assistant instructor before up at Range Master with Tom before the range shut the range shut down in 2014 while I was away at basic train. I was in AIT by then, but I was I'm still kind of salty about that. I wanted to be an instructor, but yeah, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, <laughs> you still see me buzzing around the range, just you know. Occasionally, I'll help out with class, and I need to get my my certifications re-upped. But, yeah, you'll see me around there helping out every now and then. Yeah, Army veteran, right? How many years are you serving? Uh, I hesitate to use the word veteran. I was National Guard. I never deployed. It was six years. I just, you know, play hero one weekend a month for six years, plus summer camp for two weeks out of the year. So I just, I, I never got activated to any natural disaster or anything. So, I mean... Yeah, I was in the army for six years, but that's about as much as I can claim. Still very humble. Like, thanks a bunch. So, Will, you're up. Well, my name is Will Dugan, and I'm the director of training or chief instructor at Top Gun. I started my teaching career at uh, on the Mendenhall Range, 2611 South Mendenhall Range Master, where I taught for Tom for about a decade including becoming eventually a, a lead instructor for him. Um, and then after that, I'll kind of, as it was tailing out, we opened a small school down in the greater Columbus, Mississippi area, Golden Triangle Defensive Tactics, which is still semi-functional, but mostly we've rolled our efforts into Top Gun in Memphis, Tennessee, where I've been in charge for, I think, three years now. Um, that sounds right, three years. That yeah. sounds about right. Yeah. Three, it was three years oh. last fall. Yeah. So 20, 20 years all told. Three years at, at being in charge of Top Gun. So if it makes if it makes any sense, if it fills in any gaps about the level of esteem that I have for Will Dugan, I consider myself an apprentice. <clears throat> okay. I've trained with a lot of people. I'm talking like last year over 300 hours of training. A lot of that was instructor instructor development programs. And I've been through a, a couple of development programs, but I still consider myself an apprentice of Will Dugan. So if that if that's the pecking order, then there you go. <laughs> so Ray, let's hear from you. Hey, How's it going baby. today? Yes, it's going well, thank you. So my name is Ray Janso. Out of this group, I'm the newest uh, member. Uh, as far as instructors go, uh, and instructing in general, I just uh, became an instructor last June, so just about, what, eight months now of instructing and uh, very honored to uh, have been asked to join the cadre of instructors at Top Gun uh, after graduating from the Range Master uh, basic instructor course. Um, had been a customer at Top Gun uh, prior to that and had gotten to know uh, uh, just about everybody on the screen through uh, taking classes with them and, and traveling to TACON, so it's... Uh, a great, uh, not only a cadre, but a great family, great brotherhood that uh, really is is inviting. And uh, we see that spill over into the students, uh, you know, with what we exude out uh, to the students as well. So 
uh, absolutely just tickled uh, Pink to not only be a part of the group, but to be asked to uh, join this uh, presentation and uh, provide some input. Absolutely. Yeah. So those of us that have kids, how old are they? And kids and grandkids that visit often. I got a one month old. Anybody else? Come so on, I have a, yeah, I've got a uh, 22 year old daughter and an 18 year old son. 22 and 18. Okay. I got a 23 year old and a 20 year old son. 23 and 20. Okay. I've got Mine a 43 are, uh, year old son and a 32 year old son and six grandkids. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hold in the grandkids, if you don't mind me asking. Uh, there's six of them. The oldest is 12, and they range about every other year all the way down to age four. Oh, man. How about you, J.D.? Uh, I have three kids. One's seven, about to be eight, uh, five, and 17, 18 months old, 17 months old. Dude, you're going to win the award for best audio. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Will? We have three kids, um, 22, 20, and almost 15. Okay. And so, Bobby, um, I know you're expecting, like, uh, we have a due date yet? May 24th, the last I heard. That's subject to shift. May 23rd? Okay. May 23rd. So that's subject to shifting dates. My wife doesn't entirely agree with the date that they told her about, but somewhere around in there. It's a good date. That was my mother's birthday. Yay! All right. Nice. <laughs> All right. So I think we're ready for our first question. Is a question that I have, right? And it's uh, like, where and how do you store firearms with kids in the home? Um, I know that when I'm single, like with, before the one-year-old came along, like something like this, uh, just your basic Glock in the holster on the nightstand, that would be how we slept all night. I didn't really see a problem with that until now. And, you know, that changes when we leave the house. When we leave the house, everything gets locked up. It gets Absolutely. stored into the big safe that's bolted to the wall and to the floor. And, you know, that's how it is. So, like, that changes now. And I'm, I'm not really certain. I know, I know you guys have, have some really good ideas, so I want to hear it. Sure. Well, uh, when my boys were at the house, everything was locked up. Uh, I've got two safes. One's a large one for the long guns. Uh, the only one that is not in that safe is my shotgun, and that's in cruiser ready in the closet, locked up, but not in the safe. I went to Costco and bought a sentry safe. It's two and a half square foot safe. That's where the handguns go at night. Get up in the morning, I put my gun on my belt. When I go to bed, I take it off, I put it in the safe. Uh, when the boys moved out, I had no problem leaving the gun laying on the nightstand, just like you said. Uh, however, now I've got six grandkids, and they're smart little buggers, but I'm not going to test them. We definitely talk about gun safety uh, to the level of their ability. Uh, the uh, nine-year-old boy is more curious than the older girls. But like I told my daughter-in-law, they're getting ready for sleepovers. What happens if the gun comes out? They have to know what to do. And, you know, I, I share this with a lot of my classes, and the first thing I hear is, how can you lock up your gun at night? How do you get at it? Well, the fact is, I practice my safe the same way I practice my gun. 
I know how long it'll take me to get that safe open. I know I can do it in low light, no glasses, with glasses. Um, it's not a problem. Uh, the consequence is too high to leave a gun laying around when there's kids here. And again, I never know when they're going to come over. I'm going to have three of them Sunday night because they don't go to school Monday. But other than that, I have really, uh, they just show up. So when the grandkids come over, everything gets locked up. And it's either, on, it's either on me. And two of them love to come up and touch my hip, see if it's on there. Uh, the rest, <laughs> but it's not on me, it's in the safe. It's not laying on the on the table or my desk or um, like my wife says, you can't remember where your car keys are for half the time. How can you remember where that gun is? So <laughs> no safer place than on you. Anybody Absolutely. else? Absolutely. Yeah. So different places. Oh, oh go ahead, Ray. No, no, go ahead, Jenny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Ray. Um, Ray's first. <laughs> Ray's first? Oh, okay. That's, yeah, that's Ray fine. spoke up first. He does have the better audio. I'm I'm actually, you know, drawn by that. Uh so yeah, for me, um, I, I didn't have a full size safe until just a, a couple of years ago. Um, so what I was doing before then, of course, we did always keep it locked up. Uh, if it, same as Martin, if it wasn't on me, it was always in something. So, um, initially, uh, for my two shotguns, I had, uh, the shot lock, uh, that you could mount to the stud of a wall and, uh, it would lock in, uh, to where you could access the trigger. Um, and so, uh, that would, uh, be locked up in the closet, uh, for the handguns, uh, just, I just, just had two at the time uh, for the most part. And, uh, each one of those were in a, a gun vault, uh, mini vault, uh, bedside, um, either in the nightstand or underneath the bed. Uh, so it was tethered with a, a lock and also, uh, very easy access, no light, low light, whatever with a tactile, uh, programmable, uh, a finger punch key. So very easy to get to them when you needed to. Um, when I went to a full size safe uh, a couple of years ago, as my uh, collection of ammunition and firearms started to grow just a little bit, I ended up going with the uh, Liberty safe, uh, an entry level uh, Liberty. And uh, so that's where everything except for the uh, go-to gun is, is stored. Uh, since my kids are older now, um, not as much of a concern uh, as far as uh, them accessing it. Uh, my daughter uh, has taken uh, the uh, permit class and, and has, has shot with me quite a bit. Uh, my son just doesn't have any interest in it. Um, I do expose him to it. Uh, he does know. Um, you know, what to do and what not to do with it. And basically he's not going to touch it. So we have a, we have that built in, but uh, yeah, if there's ever a concern, I still have those mini vaults at the, at the bedside if I needed to uh, uh, throw one in, if somebody were to come over to visit uh, that we needed to restrict access or I've got the full size safe. So definitely options. And, and I think as we go around, we'll find out, you know, there's definitely different options out there and you just got to find what fits for you. But the overriding factor is, is keeping it uh, secured so that, people you don't want to get it, uh, get it. So that's, that's probably what it comes down to. JD, what about you? I have several different options. Um, obviously I have whatever the biggest Canon safe that they sell at Tractor Supply, like, you know, the $700 special that I keep all the long guns and shotguns and uh, the pistols that I'm not shooting for, for the most part uh, locked up in there. And then I have um, I do have a 12 gauge next to the bed, um, but it has stop box cells, something that goes inside the chamber. You have to push uh, three or four different, you know, fingers down to be able to pull that out in order to even chamber around. Uh, I have the same thing for the AR, but that's usually in the safe. 
Uh, I have another thing from this company called Starbox. It's just a little black box. It's got little buttons on the top and a side button. So you have to put in a certain, like hold down certain fingers um, all at once to get it open. But it's quick. So when I come home, and I, if, if, if I'm not keeping it on me at the house, I can stick it in that. Um, it's got coffee rings on top of it because sometimes it stays next to the night on the nightstand. Um, and then my fourth option is I built myself and my wife like nightstands that I call them the resolute nightstand. Uh, basically, you have to open the bottom drawer uh, a certain, I'm just say a certain amount of, you know, distance. And there's a secret top drawer that's uh, released by a piece of wood and a cantilever that's stopped by a long screw that you, then you can get the top drawer open. Uh, and I have a couple in there also. Um, but I mean, that's, that's, that's where I keep them. I do have one that that's kind of like way up, you know, somewhere in the upstairs, um, a, another 12 gauge stage by the back door, you know, God forbid something happens in the middle of the day. Um, but kids can't get to that. And it's, you know, if people come over, I put it up. So. Okay. Man. Good answers. Good answers. Let's go to another question. What do you guys look for in quick access safes? I've seen some that look like alarm clocks. I've seen some where, you know, if if someone goes into my bedroom, they would 100% identify that is where the gun is. Like, is that something that you guys look for? Or how do y'all feel about that? Well, that little sentry safe I bought, I've got a program where it only takes four numbers. As soon as I put my hand in front of it, it lights up. Uh, and it's also in a closet. Uh, the key to the closet stays with me. Um, Grandkids uh, don't don't ever have access to the key either. In fact, a while back, my wife says, "You better go check your granddaughter. She's got your car keys trying to get into the closet." They know something's in there, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I just don't want them to get access on it. Um, at their age, the older ones can make decisions; the younger ones cannot. So I wasn't too worried about looks as far as mine went. It was in our bedroom. So it was more of functionality, you know, what would fit either in the nightstand or under the bed, uh, what was easy to get to without having to turn the light on. Um, you know, same thing for number of programmable sequence. Uh, it has the, uh, uh, the Braille type uh, raised bed. So, you know, if you're on one, two, three or four, so you can manipulate it pretty easily. Uh, for the full-size safe, yeah, just a quick, easy keypad that does light up uh, if I've got to get to it for the uh, for the shotguns. But, uh, yeah, bedside, I think it was it was out of sight, uh, but it wasn't uh, – they're a little bit bulky, but it was functional. That's what I wanted was functional for that quick access. Very cool. For a lot of um, years, I used a um, – like a simple strong box – uh, I've had both the digital ones. I've never found the thumb ones to be real effective. You know, the little bio reader, never found those to be super effective. Um, I, I like the mechanical ones better than the electronic ones, generally speaking. But uh, over the last couple of years, I've fallen in love with the Hornaday Night Guard. Um, I'm not real concerned about people walking into my house and, and seeing a gun safe. That doesn't bother me. But, uh, there are lots of nights that I'm not here. And so I try to keep it as low profile as I can. Uh, not because of my children, but because of a, you know, we live in greater Memphis and we have to deal with crime and criminality. So I'd rather not someone be able to take my pistol. So 
the night guard does a good job of disguising the pistol and keeping it pretty darn secure. Um, uh, like earlier, they talked about years ago, I, I still have safes. Um, I don't so much use them anymore except for storing ammunition in bulk. Uh, I've the last couple houses I've, uh, created rooms for guns with limited access and, uh, low visibility. That makes a lot of sense. So anybody else, if, if they're going to be digital, uh, I like it to also have a key. Like I, I, you know, I just want, I wanted to have both because batteries die, stuff happens. And then, you know, in my head, you know, I'm like, a have had a lot of trauma and like, so like for me, it's like the worst case scenario is going to happen when I need it the most and the batteries are going to be dead. So right. that's it. Well, yeah. the, the Hornaday has the really neat advantage of being both. Uh, it is digital, but it plugs in and has a battery backup. If you put in like good lithium batteries, you're not going to have uh, alkaline battery corrosion and explosion. Hmm. Man, good stuff. And I'm already work. learning a ton. It already. does work on a key. Okay. And they're on sale right now at Midway for one ninety nine ninety nine. So I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna write that down. Uh, let's go to another question. Um, this is a question that I have personally. Uh, so, do you store guns around the home? And before the one year old, I do. I did. And right now, he's not moving around too much. Like. If you put him in a bassinet, he's not going anywhere. But it makes me wonder, is he going to get into stuff? So do you guys stage guns around the home? I do. I did when the boys moved out. Uh, I had no problem with it. But now with so many little kids coming and going, um, I don't have a place to store guns when they're not here, a place to store them when they're here, a place for three of them when they're here. I only have two places, either on me or in the safe. Like JD, I had a uh, furniture built. So there's uh, pieces of furniture around the house that store firearms that are not observable. Uh, they're not secure in the sense that there's not a, uh, a padlock holding in place, but they're certainly uh, low profile. And the kids don't, well, when the children were little, they didn't know they were there. As they aged, I, I um, let them in on where they were because they became competent with firearms, so that was okay. But, yeah, I have them staged uh, strategically throughout the house, but not laying around. They are certainly placed um, in positions where the children can't find them because they are hidden within pieces of furniture designed for that. I, I never have, but I have considered doing the – the furniture hiding places and i may one day but now i just tend to carry it so yeah that's about where i am right now um i'm really of the mindset of i don't know like right now the kids aren't getting into anything um mm -hmm. until i figure something out or until i can afford something i'll probably just carry it on me so now when my kids were younger in the kind of middle age when they're little bitty I was not real concerned about much like Miko's years one month old. I wasn't concerned about much, but when they began um, in those years where they tend to want to explore and look and do uh, rather than staging firearms, I also staged pepper spray. Uh, mm. That house we raised our children in 
had transoms above all the doors. So that's about seven feet off the ground. And I'd put a can of pepper spray at the top of each transom. So if the kids got one, it'd be highly memorable for them. But uh, but they would remember it. We have a real fun story when they get married or graduate. That's awesome. All righty. So let's go I, on to our uh, next have, question. Okay. Yeah. JD. No, I was just going to say, I, I have three small kids, and I, I do store guns around the house. Um, but, you know, they're not really accessible. Um, and I had, yeah, I mean, I keep them around, but they're not, they're, they're all safe, but they're not all necessarily locked up. Yeah. But I, I live a little closer in proximity to, to crime or the potentiality of crime than maybe somebody, you know, and, and maybe, maybe that's, you know, thinking you live in a safe neighborhood to a false sense of security, but you know, statistically I'm, I'm a little bit closer than most, some people. Yeah, I think that's more of an individual, like household type of thing, like just kind of weigh the risk, the risk with the benefit. Um, and so that brings me to my next question, right? So my next question is this one. Of course, I'm concerned about, okay, at a certain age, I'm going to have to educate my kids about, about guns. Um, this may not necessarily be an age-specific question. You know, it's always more about maturity. But how do you know that your kids are ready for that conversation? Oh, Tell me about the questions they start asking. I'm sorry, yeah, go ahead. Questions they start asking. Yeah, well, you know, when mine were first born, my wife was not real hip on the idea of them learning about guns. They, she didn't want them to have toy guns or anything like that. She wanted to wait till they were older. Uh, and then one of my early deployments, they came to see me off and I'm walking around with M16 slung on me and which of course got my older, you know, my, my three-year-old's attention. And uh, at that point it, we made the decision that uh, it was a good time to really start talking to him about uh, firearms and safety and, you know, what, what are dad's guns versus what's a toy gun and what do you, and of course we, you know, as they got older, we went through that Eagle and all that stuff about, you know, what you do if you come across a gun. Yeah, once he saw it, it was you know kind of unavoidable at that point. Yeah, that makes sense. So basically, when he saw it, that was when you had to basically call a timeout and say, "Okay, let's talk about this for a second. Um, anybody else? Yeah, I think yeah. the kids will lead you into um, what they want to know and how you want to teach the safety to them. Uh, my eight-year-old grandson I've had up at the range. I taught him how to shoot the Model 74-22 that I learned how to shoot at that age. He's more curious and probably a little more mature than the 12-year-old girl who really has no interest. But I have exposed it to her because now they're having sleepovers. Uh, I think it's very important to give them the knowledge of what to do. And that uh, Eddie the Eagle program is excellent for, for that sort of thing. I started with my kids on their second day of life. Um, literally on the ride home from the hospital, we started talking about the rules. Well, I started talking about the rules. They mostly listened at that point. Um, ultimately, I made it part of the fabric of who they are. And none of my kids are gun enthusiasts. Uh, none of them, uh, like their old man, love them and collect them and cherish them. 
but they, they certainly know how to handle one safely. They know how to shoot one safely. They can clear it. Uh, you could call them at any time of the day or night and ask them the full rules. They can tell you, and they know that they are to be strictly enforced, not only by me, but even by them. But no, I started on day two of life. As young as well. Um, but I, I remember my kid was like 16 months old and I got this, I took this picture of him. Um, I got him a little wood, a wood gun called a sturdy gun. And uh, here he is about 16 months old, carrying this flat plywood routed out AR-15 around the house. Um, he was just interested in it, you know? So he's always been, my oldest has been my rule follower and I've, you know, there, there was a quote from Chris Kyle and I, and it kind of changed my life one day and I, and, I, and I looked it up just so I could not misquote him. But he said that my theory is that kids get into trouble because of curiosity. And if you don't satisfy it, you're asking for big problems. And if, if you inform them and carefully instruct them on safety when they're young, you avoid a lot of trouble. My son has learned to respect weapons. I've always told him, if you want to use a gun, come get me. There's nothing I like doing better than shooting guns. So I, I, agree I, I, I was just like, so we, we took the mystery. I took the mystery away from it. There's nothing, you know, my right. kids look at firearms like your kids look at spoons. It's just something that they, they see and experience. And, you know, they have no real love nor hate of spoons. They, they see them as useful, but they don't, you know, Oh boy, a spoon. But by the same token, if they see a firearm, there's just, just a gun to them. It's, no different than uh, seeing a tool or a screwdriver. It doesn't bother them at all. Because, again, starting them so young, there was no mystery. Uh, and my logic was firearms are ubiquitous within our society. If not in my society, they're ubiquitous within the Americana society. And they're going to engage one. They're going to encounter one at some point. If not in my house, then they'll encounter it at somebody else's house. If not someone else's yeah. house, they're going to encounter one at school or on the street. Mm -hmm. Or even my job as dad is not done just because they turned 18. They're going to see one at 25 in someone else's house. And if I have not prepared them for that, I've kind of fallen down on my job as dad. So my goal was to remove the mystery where they yeah. see it just like any other tool uh, or a gadget. It's just a gun. Yeah, that's, that's probably the best advice that I think I've ever gotten with firearms. Just remove the mystique, you know, Yeah. remove the taboo from it. So, so when we talk about kids with firearms, what safety rules do you use? Do you use the Eddie, the Eagle for safety rules? I think his were stop, don't touch, run away, tell a grown up, right? Absolutely not. Or did you teach the uh, Colonel Jeff Cooper's four safety rules? I taught Cooper's rules. I didn't want them to stop, don't touch. I wanted them as soon as they could learn how, that if there's one around, they knew what it was and they knew how to handle it. Now, there was a time in their lives when they understood that if you touch a firearm without coming to me, without talking to me about it, that there were massive penalties for that. Um, substantial penalties for that. But once they began able to understand and physically actually do it, I wanted them to learn how to handle one, how to clear it, 
uh, how to manipulate it, how to hold it safely. You know, so it was a two-step process. Number one, do not touch it uh, unless I'm around, unless you ask me first, unless we are together. Uh, but once they moved, graduated past that, uh, I wanted them as soon as they could learn how to handle it safely because I'm not always going to be here. Outstanding. Um, did, does it, did you, did anybody use the Eddie, the Eagle for safety rules or did you hear of anybody else that used them? How effective were they? Well, I, I introduced the grandkids to it. I think it's their simple rules that they can get their friends to understand. Uh, uh, the example I use is a sleepover. I think they can get their friends to understand that one. However, when we handle guns, uh, either at the house or when I go up to the range, I use Cooper rules. Uh, when I was explaining them to my grandson, I wasn't really sure that he was paying attention to me. But on the way up to the range, I said, all right, tell me what the four rules are. And he just looked up from his laptop and rattled them off just like it was no big deal. So they're a lot smarter than they think you think they are. <laughs> my kids learned the uh, stop. You know, don't touch, leave the area. You know, they learn that in school. They come home from kindergarten telling me, Dad, let me tell you what we learned in school today about guns. And I thought that was cool that the public school was teaching them that. Um, they learned it. It's easy to learn. But I think from this, you know, from for me, for, for this point forward, there's, I mean, Cooper's rules are just, you know, pretty universal. And I'm just sticking with that. Yeah. You know, back in the day, they used to teach. You know, I wanted them to, to learn Cooper's rules so that they could, you know, handle them properly and safely and all that. But then they had equal rules. That was more of a, if you come across a gun without an adult there, especially if you're at someone else's house, you know, I didn't want them going, oh, I know how to handle this and picking it up. So we kind of right. did a little bit of it. And the same thing, they came home from school and had gone through it. And then we talked about, you know, you don't touch the guns unless there's an adult with you. And so we, we kind of did a little combo of that. Okay. Like, um, what was it? Uh, like back in the day, they used to teach uh, gun safety courses in schools, mm -hmm. almost like they used to yeah. teach like home ec and wood shop, you know, and they just, they don't teach that stuff anymore. Yeah, we had a rifle team. <laughs> you know what Every, I mean? Yeah. Everyone in my high school took hunter safety. Everyone. Wow. Got my, my high school, there were gun racks in the in the trucks with guns in it during hunting season. Well, we took our guns to shop class. We didn't reblued. <laughs> yeah, and um, I remember when in my high school we had the same thing. Uh, there were trucks in the in the parking lot that uh, that you know had gun racks, but Columbine happened and they had to stop. So, man, that you know it just kind of. That hit me there, you know, like there was a sign. There was a sign in our high school that said no duck boots allowed in the uh, in the hallways because <laughs> there was sick of tracking mud. <laughs> and y'all guys are a bunch of old rednecks. I didn't have any. <laughs> All right, redneck. Okay. Just, let's just clear it up. Okay. <laughs> Will knows a term. There's a term. Yeah. All right. So here's another question. Um, so what was your kid's first gun and how old was he or she? I started mine on air guns 
like uh, BB guns. Uh, they were probably five or six, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. And just uh, real short stocked, uh, daisy uh, lever action. So they couldn't, you know, they didn't possess the physical strength to, to cock one because those are pretty tough to cock. Um, so in essence, it was a repeater that didn't repeat. Um, <laughs> and so I could control volume of fire and all that. Uh, and after that, I bought them Kimbers. I bought them Kimber K-22s. Each of my children have in the safe right now a, a Kimber K-22 bolt-action rifle. Mm, uh, they also 22 of one flavor or another, Brownings mostly, uh, 22 auto uh, um, pistols. Right on. Right on. Yeah, mine was a Red uh, Rider BB gun, same thing. Red Rider. There's yeah, a uh, there's a Glock 22 either. with my son's name on it right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, a uh, Glock 44 chambered in 22 long rifle. So that's gonna be cool. Yeah, I got to shoot it. And it was pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I did the same thing. Will did um, the Daisy pellet BB gun combination. Um, rules were strict. You know, we shot at targets and tin cans, never birds or squirrels. Um, not that I followed that rule all the time, but I made them do it. Uh, and then we introduced them to the my Winchester Model 7422 that I learned how to shoot when I was that age. Uh, but I, I always kept control of the gun, and it was never in their bedroom. It went back in my safe. Smart little guys, but I'm not gonna. I wasn't gonna test them. Yeah. So I'm. So like I'm the outcast from from this group, from which you all did, but uh, probably because the, of my upbringing too. I, I wasn't introduced by my dad uh, formally until probably high school uh, with a shotgun. Uh, we'd do some skeet and trap with him, but we didn't. Even though he was in the army, and and you know, I I knew about weapons and whatnot. It wasn't really anything introduced. So uh, I guess carrying over with my kids. Um, they didn't really have an interest, at least I'll, I'll speak to my daughter first. You know, she didn't really have an interest, but, uh, you know, the whole introduction of what to do with it, that was obviously introduced, but actually holding a gun and using a gun uh, for her also didn't happen until uh, until high school and then um, you know, handguns as she, as she became older. So uh, for my son, um, and even though he's 18, we haven't gotten there yet other than um, him uh, knowing about mine. Um, I, I'll just put a, a little spin on that is my son um, has an intellectual and developmental disability. So we're not quite at the point where I would even feel comfortable with him, um, you know, handling a weapon. So uh, we've gotten to the point right now where he's actually helping me load my magazines. Whenever I'm taking a, a, a big class over the weekend, uh, he'll help me load my mags up. So we're starting to get there. Uh, but whether or not we ever get him to actually holding a 22 or anything like that is, is yet to be seen. So, uh, but my daughter, of course, has, like I said, take the permit class, so she's getting there. Um, but it's, yeah, I think it's, again, it's, it's for everybody, it's going to be a little bit different. Figure out what's the dynamic for your family. What are you comfortable with? What do you, what do you want to expose them to? And what, what do they want to be exposed to? Yeah, my yeah. kids run around the house with Nerf guns and airsoft guns that obviously, no, there's no airsoft BBs, but, um, 
and, and they're constantly, you know, been talked to for years. Keep, you know, keep your finger straight. Don't point at anything you don't want to destroy, you know. So now they run our house with that finger high and along, you know. Uh, <laughs> and I took him out last, actually last weekend for the first time, and he shot at my oldest shot at 20 and my youngest shot at 22 um, for the first time. And he ran that bolt like he'd done it his whole life. You know, it was it was amazing to see. Man, that's awesome. Man. What do I want my kids exposed to? I want them exposed to belt fed. All right. <laughs> Just... <laughs> oh, man. So let's see. I'm sure some of you guys also have questions. Bobby, I haven't heard from you all night. I know you got questions, man. I'm here to learn. I just, I'm just here listening to all of this and soaking it up because I, all I've got to draw on really is my memories of when my dad took me through all this. And I, I don't have the best memory <laughs> and you know, I'm, I'm 39. I'll be 40 in August. So it was, it's been a minute since I was a kid, but yeah. Yeah. But, um, I, so I'm learning and you know, you, you guys have hit on a couple ideas that I'm probably going to keep and try to keep in mind coming up like Nerf guns. I happen to marry into a family of Nerf nerds and it's wonderful. And, you know, I love how, you know, they'll get into modding them and, you know, we'll have wars and stuff with them. So that yeah, nerf is going to be a part of our lives forever now. Um, I've still got my old Red Rider BB gun at my parents' place. And it still functions amazingly. It's been in the barn for the past, I don't know, 25, 30 years. But, you know, it's rusted, but it still functions. So um, storing, I've got a safe, and it's kind of full, and it's upstairs, so it's nowhere near quick access. So I've got to do something about downstairs eventually. Because yeah, I, I could stick a handgun in a drawer, and... Uh, you know, the shotgun is obviously a little difficult to manipulate right now, you know, for kids, but that's not always going to be the case. So I'm just, you know, whatever questions I had, you guys have already pretty much already talked about. I used to be one of those guys where, you know, I didn't stage anything. You know, I didn't carry anything in the home. I was just, you know, if, if my plan was if somebody broke in, I was going to bolt to the safe. Mm. And, you know, uh, that changed after a couple of break-ins. So um, know, there was that. I've been a weapons geek ever since I was a kid. So if there was a weapon around, I was carrying it everywhere, whether it was, you know, my first pocket knives. And then later on, you know, I was, you got, you got throwing knives and hatchets and, you know, swords and all that fun stuff. I've been carrying them around with me. So when I got, you know, handguns, I'm fairly certain every day I've owned a handgun, I've carried it like all day long, except when I'm away at like military stuff, and, but you know, whatever. So, you know, whether I'm at home or out away from the house or whatever, I've still got my, I'm still fully loaded. It's just, it's, it's part of my life. That's how I live. Um, just because I enjoy it. That, you know, it's not because I have any real fear of anything happening or not happening or stuff. It's just, you know, that it's like putting on shoes in the morning. I put them on in the morning. I take them off at night. That's how I live. Um, the shotgun lives next to my bed. You know, because shotgun much better than handgun at stopping things that go bump in the night. But you know, that's about it. So, yeah. 
So I'm done with all the questions. Let's see. Is there anything else that I haven't covered? Is there anything else that dads need to know about keeping guns in the house around kids? You know, one thing that I will say is that never think you can outsmart your children mm-hmm. when it comes to stuff like this. You know, to anybody who's out there listening, these guys probably all know, but anybody out there listening, don't think you can hide a gun in something that's not secure and they won't find it. I mean, you can forget where it is. Your kids will find it. And if they don't, their friends will. So make sure that it is in, even if it's not in a safe, make sure it's in something that is locked and you control the access because they will find it. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a great point. Now, if you lose it, you'll see where it is. So, you know, there's that. In uh, the first 17 enhanced carry permit classes I set in with Will, he would always say, um, you knew where your gifts were as a kid, where your parents hit them for Christmas. Uh, your kids are going to find that gun. So, yeah, kids aren't dumb. Kids aren't dumb. They're not uh, obtuse to the world around them. Uh, adults are filled with all sorts of thoughts that distract you from life. Uh, you think about job and work and relationships and your marriage, and you have worries and things that burden you. Kids don't have a lot of those distractions, so they are highly observant about the things that are important to them. And if uh, Christmas is important to them, they're going to figure out where those Christmas gifts are. If knowing where the guns are is cool and something different, then they're going to figure out where those guns are. That's all there is to it. So if you think you're going to outsmart them, um, well, you got to figure that you and your wife have donated some genetic material to them. So either they're not real bright, but that's a direct reflection on you not being real bright. Yeah. Now I, I will say that if you if you train if you train them right, even if they're not, because uh, you know when we grew up, not not a single gun was locked up in our house. You know, for, for when I was real young, they were just all in my dad's closet, and then after that, we had a gun rack on the wall. They were just sitting in a you know, unlocked gun rack, but we were taught from you know, probably before we could walk, that you don't mess with those. And we never, ever touched them without, you know, parents' permission until we were old enough to actually take them out on our own and shoot them, And which we did. We, you know, we took them out and hunted and all that kind of stuff, you know, starting in probably junior high. But until then, yeah, we knew where they were, and they were easily accessible. But they weren't loaded. There weren't bullets with them. And we knew we were going to get our little behinds tore up if we touched them. So, yeah, I, is it bad? I, I'm part. It was a bad thing that I knew where they were. I, I know how to load them, unload them. <laughs> and, and let's just say my dad shouldn't watch this video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was perfectly aware where they were. They were under the bed in zippered cases. And, and by the time he was showing me how to do it, I already knew how to do it. I, I'll say that I'm probably part of the generation, you know, born in the 80s you know, got my, got my ears boxed on a regular basis. Um, when I messed up, but kind of, you know, shifting in from like all you play with is outside into the culture that we live in now. Um, I will say there's a huge cultural shift. So I think instead of instilling the fear of dad in my kids, I need to scratch that itch of curiosity so that they understand because, 
they're more curious than ever now because I think they're more surrounded with it than they were. Now, I know there was movies and stuff like that, but my kids are, you know, they're playing Fortnite and they're talking, oh, I get the twin bag SMG and the P90. I'm like, what do you, how do you know about all this stuff? Um, <laughs> you know, they, they're curious. Um, so for me, it's really important to teach them now uh, and expose them and, and like just get them handling it. Um, because if not, you know, something bad's going to happen and I'm going to feel bad. Day two of life. They had a rough first day. So I'll give them a pass on that day. But, <laughs> but, but after that, I wanted them to understand that in, in my culture, in our culture, in our family culture, guns are simply going to be a part of what you see on a daily basis. Dad wears one. Uh, they, they're in the house. They're going to be in the house. That's all there is to it. And if not in my house, they're going to be in someone's house. They're going to be everywhere you go, whether you know it or not. And I did not want to raise children who were afraid of them, who saw them as mystical or demonic. It's just a machine. And I wanted my children to have a good, solid understanding of how that machine worked. And then set them free into the world. That's my job as their dad. Outstanding. Well, guys, I think that's a good place to call it. Um, you know what? I This was a wonderful learning opportunity for me. I'm not just sitting here placating to, you know, create content or anything like that. These were real, no kidding, like straight up questions that I had personally as a new dad. And I'm just very thankful that I have my friends and brothers here to bounce this stuff off of. And I hope that it helps you as well. If you're watching or if you're listening to this, um, I just want to say thank you for spending your time with us. You could have spent your time doing anything uh, with anyone, with your family, but instead you're spending it with us. And I just want to let you know how much I appreciate it. Guys, thanks for watching. If you want to train with these guys, if you want to train with these guys, you can find them at Top Gun Memphis in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, you can go to topgunmemphis.com. Sign up for classes, guys. Uh, come on in. Range is open Monday through Sunday. All right. Seven days a week. So come on in and train with us. We'd be glad to see you. We'd be, we'd be honored to have your company. Folks, thanks for watching. Welcome to Memphis.